This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Have you ever stopped to wonder what exactly success means to you? Is it money, fame, power, all of the above or none at all? I'm Darshan Johan and this is Redefining Success, a show where we speak to passionate people from various fields about their lives, what makes them tick and what the word success means to them. My guest on today's episode is Michael Chang. He's the assistant editor of the Star Lifestyle section. Welcome to the show, Michael. Perhaps you can start by telling me a little bit more about the work that you do. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, well, yes, I am an assistant editor at the Star Lifestyle, uh, which is actually the lifestyle and feature section for the Star. So I'm mainly, I'm mainly in charge of the digital aspect of things right now, um, curating, editing the lifestyle portal for Star. And I still do a lot of writing for the desk. I mean, I do a lot of film reviews as well and a lot of stories on entertainment and lifestyle. I also edit and curate our very long running, almost 20 over years, uh, Worlds of Wonder column on comic books. And then I also have my own personal column on cocktails and beverages called Tipsy Turvy. So that's mainly the main things that I do in my job right now. Right. Would you say that these are all things that you're very passionate about? Well, I've been in the job for 20 years. I mean, it'll be 20 years this November. So I guess you have to be, you have to love what you're doing if you want to last this long, the same job for that long. Right. What is your definition of success? Like I said, I've been in the same job, almost the same job for 20 mm-hmm. years. I mean, my designation and beats have changed a bit here and there. But it's safe to say I don't really define success by the very conventional way. Right. Like money or anything because you're not getting the big bucks in this job, man. <laughs> uh, well, but I think for me, it's about being happy. Mm-hmm. Just being happy about doing what you love and not feeling bored about it. Like I said, I'm not making the big bucks, but it's given me a lot of experiences and opportunities to try things and experiences that I would never have done anywhere else. Like I did a story of skydiving, which I would never have done it if I wasn't being forced to do it for right. a story. I did, I've been to Comic-Con, I've been to different places in the world, I've been to the Champions League final just to cover it. I, it's been a journey that has taken me a lot of places and given me a lot of experiences and as long as you don't feel bored about it, I guess you can define success as that long. I mean, you've been happy at doing it, what you do. Right. So has your definition of success changed over time or have you always been like, I just want to do what I like and I just want to be happy doing it? Well, initially, of course, you want to get as high as you want. You want to become an ed- editor. You want to do what other people are doing. Uh, you want to get more money. Uh, that's success for a lot of people. But yeah, then as you get older and then your responsibilities change, you get married, you get kids, and then your I think your def- definition, your, your priorities change. Right. You no longer probably want to go for a skydiving assignment because you'll be wondering if it, whether it's too dangerous for that. Um, then I think these days after almost 20 years, I've it's more about thinking about what you're leaving behind, like your legacy. Do you really want your kids to remember you um, as the guy who wrote a one-star review for Transformers the last night? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> do you then you start to wonder look at back at your stories and you wonder whether you've made a difference at all whether people remember you whether your stories have made a difference whether people read it or not I guess this days with online people you can see the views you can see the traffic for your stories but those days in the newspapers you you do wonder whether people are reading your stories or not what do you want your children to remember you by Well, my byline is all over the internet, so <laughs> I guess they can remember me by that. Right. But I think, okay, the main reason I got into this job was because I love the writing. Right. So I I think I like the writing more than the talking to people and going to places. I mean, I, those are the things that fuel the writing. So I guess in the end, I would want them to remember me by what I've written and maybe something more substantial than a one-star review of Transformers. I used to grow up reading Roger Ebert, right? Um, I, I look up, to, even till today, I look up to him a lot. And he made a huge impact on my life, right? Even it's, it's, it seems trivial, movie reviews, who cares? But, but it's more than that, right? Like for some people, movies are a window to the world. Um, you know, it's, it's an art form. Um, it, it helps them understand, it helps them regulate their emotions, a lot of things. And reading Roger Ebert, it really widened my perspective. Without films, I wouldn't have gotten into political journalism and things like that, you know, to begin with. So I would say film movie reviews makes a huge impact. Funny you brought up Roger Ebert because I never knew him until like when I started the job or even then, it was long after I had almost like five, six years old, I heard about Roger Ebert. Right. I probably had to write his obituary or something like that. Uh, <laughs> but I grew up reading The Star and reading people like A. Asohan, right. David Narul. These guys are the legends of The Star, the legends of our journalism industry. And David wrote some really, really good film reviews that made me wonder, oh, I want to watch this movie. And in the end, it started going to the point where I want to be like this guy. I want to watch mm-hmm. movies and write about it and tell people about it. Right. Then, um, yeah, then the writing got to me and I eventually, when I joined the star, it was, well, I found out who who was actually writing the reviews and said, like, oh, so this is how you do it. Mm. And yeah, and that's where I started and that's where I am right now because um. If I can even make one person think that, okay, this movie is probably worth watching or right. not worth watching. And probably if I can make the Transformers films a little bit better <laughs> with my one-star reviews, mm-hmm. which they did. Bumblebee is good. Maybe that's just a small impact that can do from movie reviews. Absolutely. But I have to be clear here. Mm-hmm. I don't consider myself a film critic. Right. Okay. Why do you say that? Um, because I'm more of a probably of a more of a pop culture fanboy mm. more than a critic. Uh, I watch movies, I write about them, but I still have that imposter syndrome when it comes to talking about movies. When people ask me when, what I do as a film critic, because I don't have the know-how or the technical knowledge to really be a critic. I mean, if you ask me to review a more serious movie, I might have to do a bit more research. I can't just write it out like that. Well, I can do MCU movies just like that. But I can tell you if I like a movie or not and whether right. it's worth watching or not. So that's for me. So I'm a movie reviewer, not a movie critic. Right. That's why I would, that's what I would consider myself. Why did you choose to get into this path? You mentioned reading some of the legends of the star growing up. Is that the reason why you got into writing, journalism, pop culture, 
um, reviewing and, and things like that, growing up. Is that how you fell in love with the craft? I studied computer science in UPM. Right. And well, at that time, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm. Um, but halfway through the course, I started discovering that, okay, I kind of like the English language courses more. The ones that allow me to write, allow right. me to do a bit more. Even in prim- even in secondary school, I like the more text-heavy stuff, right? Reading books and then sejarah is actually one of my better subjects, better right. than math even. Um, and I did well in the language ones because I could just write essays and karangans and even Chinese essays without really having to put too much effort into it. Right. So, okay, well, I figured, okay, since I can write somewhat, maybe I'll just take more electives while I was in uni and then just take the bare minimum core subjects to pass for the computer science program. And then after that, I went on a student exchange for six months in Poland, did some freelance for the star. Uh, just writing a few feature articles from there. And then when I came back, they offered me a job as a lifestyle writer. And that was it. Right. What does your day-to-day look like? Is it a new adventure every day? Are you talking pre-pandemic or post-pandemic? Tell me how how it was (laughs) pre-pandemic and how times have changed. (laughs) In the beginning, of course, we all, I mean, this was 20 years ago, we started as a, I started as a cadet journalist. So you go to the office, the, 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 Editor will give you assignments. You have to find stories on your own. You go do interviews, go to press conferences, and come back with the story, write the story, maybe take... Because it's a feature story, so it's not like news where you have to bang out the story immediately. Mm -hmm. So we get maybe a couple of days to write a story if it's not time-sensitive. From there, you sort of like learn how to come up with the story. The intro is like writing a karangan, basically. Right. (laughs) So feature story is very features journalism is a bit more different than news journalism, which yep. is a very a distinction that a lot of people don't really get. Nowadays, because of online, because of internet, and because of my job handling the online portal, I spend most of my time in front of the laptop. Uh, even global press conferences are now virtual. We used to have to fly all the way to LA to interview right. the stars, but now do it online mm-hmm. thanks to the pandemic and yeah my day-to-day is basically wake up send my kids to school come back stay in front of the computer editing the stories curating the site making sure the stories are okay the pictures are come showing look for new stories come out do some writing maybe go watch a movie sometimes a lot of times go for events and press conferences and write that's it Mostly, there's just no real day-to-day. I mean, the day-to-day is just looking at your computer and thinking of what you want to write or what you want to do about it. I think you're kind of underselling it a little bit. People ask, what's your job? Uh? You know, I'm going to watch a movie and then I'm going to come home and write about it. I'm going to go for wine tasting, for example, and then I'm going to come home and write about it. I'm going to, you know, read some new comic books that come out and I'm going to write about it. That sounds really, really epic. I like to tell people that, okay, specifically for my column on beverages and cocktails, I will tell them I drink and I write things. Tyrion Lannister. (laughs) (laughs) Mainly my day-to-day is looking at the computer and curating the lifestyle portal. On the show with me today is Michael Chang, assistant editor of The Star Lifestyle. After the break, I ask him how he measures growth. Keep it here on Redefining Success, BFM 89.9.
Welcome back to Redefining Success. I'm Dashran Johan. And on the show with me today is Michael Cheng. He's the assistant editor of The Star Lifestyle. So, Michael, what would you say um, does it take to sustain a career as a culture, lifestyle, entertainment writer in Malaysia? Oh, that's a good question. I'm not really sure. Uh, actually, a lot of my career has been very fortunate and mm-hmm. circumstantial. Um, being in the right place at the right time. Um, seeing things that I like to do, I li- like the movie reviews. I saw the people who were already doing it. I approached the editor at the time saying, can I do one or two at a time as well? And yeah, then that's basically how I got into writing more reviews. Um, even for the drinks column, it was, I've, I've been writing that for 12 years now. And it started out with there being already a column about wine in the star in Star Lifestyle, me telling the editor, why do we have something on wine and not spirits and cocktails and beers and whatnot? <laughs> and he just said, why don't you do it? Okay, then that's 12 years later, I'm still here. <laughs> uh, for Even for all the... A lot of the stories we've done, it's a lot of times we follow the trends. Right. So whatever's hot at the time, we write about it. So I think that maybe is something that is good because it gives you something new every day to look forward to, something new to write about, something new to research about. Of course, sometimes you get stuck in the story with a story like five for five days not doing what to do about it, right. having to interview more people, talking about it. But I think, but I also think that being an entertainment writer alone is not sustainable. Right. You do tend to get a bit jaded. You do tend to feel like... Um, you've been talking to the same celebrity a bit too much. They are always saying the same things. Like if you check out a lot of the um, red carpet interviews, they're always talking about the same things, about how great the movie is. And then it does get to you a bit because you will run out of new things to write about a certain person or certain celebrity. So I think for it to be a long-term career, I think you have to branch out a little bit. Not just movies, maybe do music a bit maybe do a little bit more lifestyle, maybe try different subjects, uh, do some lifestyle stories, do some health stories, which is how I started out because I did very general lifestyle in the first place. So I remember my first story was um, about breastfeeding. Right. Of all things. <laughs> <laughs> my first day on the job, the editor just basically, okay, we have this assignment, just go do the story. Right. Interview the guy and talk about it, and write about it. So, what? Breastfeeding. And this was me at 23 years old, fresh out, fresh, <laughs> almost a fresh grad, and went, having to write about technical stuff about breastfeeding. But it was interesting. I mean, I also had bits doing environmental stories, mm. which is even more important right now because of the climate crisis, which I, I probably would want to do more right now as well. I think the key to this career is to, to last longer in it is diversity you just have to do different things to do things that maybe you don't like just to get a different picture of other things um, and for me what has kept me going the most is the writing lo. right I mean it all comes down for me is the writing I like the long form mm. article I like features writing if you ask me to be a news writer I probably would not have lasted this long right because okay I like the play of words I like the structure I like putting together a story and getting people to talk about it and different sides of the story. Yeah. So for people who don't know, 
um, break it down for for me, Michael. What's the difference between a news um, writer and and what you do? Yeah, well, news writer is basically news. Mm-hmm. You go to assignment, you go to a press conference, you go meet a minister. You he talks about something, and you come back, you write, bang out a two hundred, three hundred stories. Even that's too long, and that's publish it, and that's your news story. It's basically reporting the news. What's happening out there? You report it. Somebody, uh, a celebrity dies, and so you have to tell people that okay, this celebrity died. When, when, when? What was his life like? That's it. Right. But when you go into features writing. It's more about a story. Like I've gotten requests to say, can you come and cover this event? Um, this guy is going to talk about his new product. But we might have already done a story about that product before and we might have already written a new story about the product being launched. So a feature writer would have to go and find a different angle to the story. Maybe right. talk about his how he came up with the product. I mean, how more in-depth about how he came up with the product, where the future of the product is going, and what do you, what does it think people will think about it? How do people do it? That's it's more of I would say it's a more analytical, more how would I put it? Story based. Right. I tell people when I write features, I want the story. I don't just want to tell people about this product. I want to tell them why they should. With this mm-hmm. product, why, why they should have this product, and why, the, why the person came up with this product, what good does it do to you, and not just like oh, tada, products here, bye. That's the new right. story. The feature story goes more in depth in the whole thing. You know something you mentioned earlier, right? I I want to circle back to that. And what you mentioned earlier was that if you want to make the big bucks, this is not the field. You are also a father. Um, you have children. And how do you, as someone who claims who doesn't make the big bucks, how do you balance doing this career um, and with the sort of financial realities of the world? Oh, that's a deep question, man. <laughs> I guess it's like everyone else, you just make do with what you have. If you want to be rich, there are ways to do that. If you earn just enough to support your family, Maybe you have your spouse to help you out as well. And you're happy. You're not wanting for anything. I guess that should be enough for most people. Well, more money would be great, but then... <laughs> right. <laughs> but I'm happy with what we have. So, yeah. Absolutely. At the end of the day, that is um, key. Um, what are some of the proudest, either pieces of um, writings of yours or proudest moments in your career uh, so far? 20 years, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say proudest, but some of my highlights have been going to Comic-Con, right. um, meeting New Gaiman, meeting some of my heroes, like well, like, like New Gaiman, like, like some of the comic book guys. The only one I do regret not meeting is Stan Lee. Proudest works. I don't know. Do, being in this field for so long, it, tend, it tends to have, I, I tend to have way too many stories to remember off the top of my head right now but I remember a lot of my earlier stories where we did a lot more stories on environment right. climate where we actually went out into the jungle to meet researchers and everything that was actually quite fulfilling in a mm-hmm. way because we were doing something 
that a lot of media were not doing at the time. And even now, a lot of media don't cover the climate crisis. Right. We do have a reporter who does that right now in news desk. So we still, and we still try to, as, as the online portal, lifestyle portal, I try to put in as much, as many stories of that as well, about the climate crisis, about the environmental stuff, about our wildlife, because I think it's not been covered enough in Malaysia, mm-hmm. even though we it impacts us as much as it does. On the more personal side, well, meeting my heroes like Neil Gaiman, like meeting like a lot of the celebrities, there are experiences that I think far overshadow anything that I might have written after that. <laughs> Because how do you how do you how do you write a story about meeting your heroes? How do you write a story about actually meeting people you've dreamt of meeting about? Mm-hmm. So it's those have been highlights. I wouldn't say proudest moments. Even today, I don't know what I can be proud of writing about this all these things. But then that's just the imposter syndrome coming in again because I really sometimes I still do wonder whether I am I actually know what I'm doing. Right. Have you had people come up to you, people message you or a comment, you know, I read this, I didn't, you know, this movie is not part of my radar, I read it, because of you, I checked it out, it's really good, thank you. Oh yeah, yeah, you get that all the time, especially mm-hmm. with Facebook right now, so when I post a review online and then people say, oh yeah, okay, I wasn't going to watch this, but I'll watch it anyway. And then so I've been, there are a lot of movies where I really loved, mm-hmm. but I think has been Got, has gotten a lot of big bets or maybe unfair criticism. Star Wars The Last Jedi, for one, I loved it. I loved and, it. I, I think both of us got destroyed online. <laughs> <laughs> so any chance I get, I will say, go watch The Last Jedi. It's much better than the Abrams ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I will tell anybody out there that Transformers the movie is the animated one is still the best one ever and people still agree with me. Right. <laughs> it's... One thing I love about the job is I get to share things that I love with other people and maybe tell them things that about it that they probably would not know. And they come back to me, oh yeah, I didn't know that. And then they were going to watch it because of what I said. They may not have, they may not agree with me after that, but well, at least I got somebody else to watch it. Right. How do you measure growth? <clears throat> it's been 20 years, man. I'm still doing the same thing. I think for me, the growth is in finding new things to do, mm. finding new subjects right. to talk about, finding new films to watch. For me, what I like about it is doing something new every day. I mean, it's not just doing the same job over and over again, crunching the numbers over and over again. Right. Yes, I do have to look at the stats most of the time, but I'm also looking at new stories. There's, there's things new happening worldwide every time, every day. There's new things. That's why it's called the news. And that's why it's fun because everything is new. Well, that's my personal opinion. So if as long as I can find something new in this, what I'm doing, I guess that's growth for me, I suppose. Before we wrap this conversation up, Michael, what does it feel like doing something that you love? Because you've been doing it for 20 years. What does it feel like? Well, I I wouldn't say I love this job. I don't mind the job. I'm happy in the job. Some days I hate the job because, well, some days you just don't know what to write about. But I think the way to have a long career, maybe it's just being happy. 
I don't think there is a one definition of success. I don't think there is one way, one reason that I am happy in this job. I think it's a accumulation of what I've been through, what I think I can still go on to do, all the new stories I'm excited to write about, all the new movies I want to watch, all the new things I want to try. I think that's what keeps me going in this job. Thank you so much for joining me today. That was Michael Chang, Assistant Editor and Pop Culture Writer at The Star Lifestyle. If you missed any part of our conversation, you can also check us out on podcasts. We're available on the BFM app, bfm.my, or pretty much wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Dashan Johan, and this has been Redefining Success, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.